to Moms in Baseball. This is episode 61, and I'm Stephanie. And I'm Diana. Today we're talking about should I stay or should I go? This is all about your travel team. So today we're talking about 10 things for parents and players to consider regarding whether you should stay with your current travel team or whether it's time to move on. So longtime listeners of our podcast have heard Stephanie and I talk a lot about how our older sons, Keegan and Xander, have been on the same travel team for, I think, five years approximately. Five or six, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So you'll You'll hear us talking this year about how Keegan is now on a different travel team and um, my older son, Xander, it's complicated, but more or less is with the same organization, even though it's technically a different team. (laughs) <laughs> but we we thought that that's something that we should talk about because uh, Stephanie's family has decided that they have found, you know, a, a different place for their son to be this year. And a lot of our listeners have kind of gone through this process of, you know, is it time for my child to leave the travel ball program or sh- should we stick around? And, you know, what are some of the things that we should think about? So we wanted to talk about that today to help give our listeners a better idea of what they should do and just to talk about what Stephanie Uh, and her family have decided to do and why they're not on the same team anymore. So, Stephanie, why don't you get us started and talk a little bit about this decision that your family has made for Keegan? Absolutely. Well, first, it was 100% kind of Keegan's decision. We left it into his hands because he is older. So this would have this is coming up on our uh, 14U year. Um, and so we thought that if he wanted to make this change, it needed to be his idea. And it was definitely multifactorial. It wasn't just like one thing and like we were unhappy. And so we decided to leave like many things kind of went into it. So I kind of will start maybe back a couple of years. We played a really good team. And after the game, a coach came up to us and he said, you know, you really like you. You did a great job. Congrats, kid. And then a couple of days later, this coach got a hold of my husband through um, Facebook. And so we were like, oh, what? Who, who is this? And he said, you know, hey, would you be interested in joining our team? And we had already started the tryouts and and he was accepted onto our, the organization that we were with before. And we said, no, we don't really want to do that. Thanks for thinking of us. You know, if you have any games that maybe are open in our schedule, maybe we'll think about it. And then the whole COVID year happened and he kept reaching out, you know, hey, we have this tournament. If you're available, could you come play with us? Things like that. And then we were invited to go play in Georgia for the PBR Junior Future Games. And some of those kids were going to be on this prospective team um, that this coach got a hold of us. And so he went out there, played, did very well. He had the time of his life. Um, And so, again, the coach said, you know, hey, we're going to be planning on this very competitive national tournaments that are invite only, Texas, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina. We would love for Keegan to come on our team. Um, We would have a lot of fun and we would push him. And I think Keegan's the type of kid that, you know, you, you get stuck in your comfort zone and you just kind of go through the motions and you do your thing. Well, I guess I think anybody kind of does, you know, once you get pushed out of your comfort zone, you start making change and, um, you challenge yourself. And so I think Keegan needed to be pushed and to challenge himself to try new things and, and make it harder on himself so that he could push himself and, and do better. So it, that was his decision. And so he came back and he said, yeah, I'm ready to do this. And so we are fully supportive. Was it sad to tell everybody and leave? Yes, because we had formed a family um, in this organization and we loved all the parents. 
the coaches, the kids, the families, everything, but we will still stay in contact. It's just another growth that we're going to go through and we'll see where it takes us. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say a 14U year is kind of a common year for kids to move away from their standard travel team, either because the team, you know, dissolves after 13U and, and then a different high school showcase type team starts. Absolutely. Or because they're just moving in, in a different direction. So that it's, you know, to stay with the same travel team for five or six years is 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 a awesome amount of time. And obviously our team is certainly going to miss Keegan and is certainly going to miss the family. And it's hard for everybody. Um, I would even say it maybe even shook things up with our team just a little bit because people were a little bit panicked about <laughs> missing I know, having and we Keegan like, it on wasn't... the team this year. But yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, even though it sounds like, you know, the seed was planted a long time ago, yeah. the, the decision probably wasn't made all the way up until right around, you know, the time of tryouts. Absolutely. I felt in my heart, like for the whole past year, like this was our last year with Keegan. It just <laughs> felt that it way. Just, it really, it really, really did. And so I was by no means surprised. I think uh, most of us weren't really surprised that he wanted, you know, to try something different. So obviously we wish him the best. Um, we will miss him and it looks like we might even run into our teams might even run into each other a little bit this year. So that should oh, be, good. I don't know. I think I heard that. I don't know, but if we oh, do, that sh- that'll be really fun. So we'll obviously follow up on that for sure. If that happens. Absolutely. It was not a light decision. It, it was incredibly hard. And like I said, my emotions tore me because I wanted to stay because I loved, you know, all the, the moms and, you know, it, it just turned into a family. So it, by no means, this is a hard decision for everybody. And you have to do what's best for, for your child. And, you know, it was the time where we were transitioning. And so we thought that that would be a good time to do it. Absolutely. And Stephanie kind of touched upon, we'll go back to it, but a couple of the the 10 things that we we mentioned that you should consider before moving. Stephanie very much touched on a few of those. So we'll go back and reference them when we get there. But like like I said, we we understand and it was hard and, and we wish everybody the best. Diana, you also have a story to tell us. So you actually had Max move to a different team, but in the same organization. Could you talk about that? Absolutely. It was a little bit different. Um, I don't want to say an easier transition, but maybe to some degree a little bit easier just because he did move. It stayed in this exact same organization, just moved to a different age level. Max played up an age level um, for a long time, basically so that he could play with his cousin and my brother, who were the coach. And he loved that team. We all love that team. Uh, there's something to be said. And again, we'll go back and reference it when you, when all the parents and players and everybody just gets along really well it's Mm -hmm. so hard to leave something like that because it's not every day you find that type of team Um, and that's the type of team that Max was on and he he really did perfectly fine I would say he didn't stand out one way or the other in terms of like you know outgrowing the team or the team outgrowing him he he, he seemed like he fit in just fine but I think there was a part of him especially because he was just smaller like physically 
that <laughs> he wasn't going to stay with this team forever, especially once we got to like 13U and started playing on bigger fields or even 14U. So he always knew at some point in time it he would probably end up staying and repeating a year. And we completely left that decision up to him. But from like kind of a selfish perspective as parents, I <laughs> asked him, I said, I feel like I need like a full year to like mourn this. So like you need to prepare me. I yeah. need to prepare. So like if you know early on in the year, that'd be great. Rather than just telling me at the end of the season, like I'm done with this team. Like I need to. <laughs> I need Uh to know it's our last season. And unfortunately for us, when he made that decision, um, he spent weeks deciding, like, Mm. should I play on this team again or should I stay down? And because he's just that type of person, he just really analyzes and thinks things through. And he decided Mm -hmm. it was 2020. So like the COVID year when it was a really crazy season, like he decided at Childs, like this is if I make the team, that's my last year playing on this team. And so we kind of let everybody know that primarily because my husband was also a co-coach. And so, (laughs) you know, obviously that would involve him, him moving as well. And we left it like exactly like you said, we left it completely up to him. But I saw this huge weight lifted off his shoulders once he made the decision. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to follow up and say since he played a year at that on that new team. I don't know. I think in a part of my mind, I knew that this team he was moving to was going to be a really, really good competitive team. So we by no means thought, oh, our kid's going to come in and like just be amazing because he played a year up. Like we never thought that. Mm -hmm. But we did think it might be a little bit easier for him because he's already played a year at 11U. Like this should be just like a nice, comfortable year. And he fit right in and he had an absolute blast. And I'm so glad that he made the choice and he's really glad that he made the choice. But at the same time, he really didn't have an easy year. He actually really struggled for um for a good portion of the season. And so it and it ended up fine. He kind of found his groove and and you know, and he did well towards the end. But I just uh-huh. wanted to throw that in there for other parents that have their kids playing up in case you think like, oh, he's been playing my kid's been playing up for a year. If I take him back down, it's just gonna be like this great year. It may not be. <laughs> like it may. the one yep. year makes a big difference, but at the same time, like if they kind of get into like a mental headspace, that can happen no matter what age level they're playing at or no matter what team they're playing at. so For sure. Absolutely. Wow. The the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. True story. So before we go into, you know, our list of 10 things to consider when you're moving teams... We are recording this here on October 13th. So in Michigan, we're heading towards cooler fall weather. And I think it's time we go back to sharing our favorite sport mom product, the Mombi. And I have to say, I'm not even totally sure if Stephanie and I have been pronouncing this right for an entire year. It very well could be Mambi, like rhyming with Bambi. I've never asked, but we say Mambi, I think, because it sounds like mom. You're like, your mom's got to be all like warm. Like you're there out watching the games. Like you need to be nice and warm. The mom does. Mambi dry and warm. But it's M-A-M-B-E, Mambi blankets or Mambi blankets, maybe. I don't know. Shoot. Now I'm nervous. Like I wonder if we've been saying it wrong. If you'd like to help support our podcast, head to mambiblankets.com and use the link that's in the show notes. Or you can use our discount code Moms in Baseball to get 10% off your order. And they have several different products, but our favorite that we're constantly talking about is the waterproof hooded blanket. This is an absolute must-have if you're out yes. in the cold, miserable weather at any point in time. Football, soccer, softball, baseball, anything that you're outside for, lacrosse, like yeah, hood, so no rain on you. Yep. And it just drips right off. 
so you don't even need to hold your umbrella. It's lined with fleece. It's got pockets. It's even got a little Mm -hmm. inner set of pockets. If you've got a little sitting on your lap, you can wrap it around both of you, and you each have your own little set of pockets. You'll stay warm and dry. You'll be the envy of everyone at the fields. I can't tell you how many times. Stephanie, your people constantly coming up to you and asking you, what is that? When yes, you're wearing it all the events. time, all the time. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, check that out. If you'd like to help support our show, that's something that we absolutely love. It does um, help us out. It is an affiliate link, but we share it because we love it and we hope you love it, too. So let's move on to the top things to consider before switching to travel team. We kind of tried to put these in order of importance going from one to 10. So one being most important. Stephanie, why don't you talk about that? What's the number one most important thing in our minds to consider? Yeah. Number one is does your child or player actually want to move teams? That is a big one. Um, You know, your kids listen to you all the time. So is it you that you are saying, oh, my kid's not playing very much or I'm not getting along with the families. And so is it more you that wants them to move or is it truly the, the child just really doesn't like the team and is not not having any fun anymore? Right. I just want to make sure that before parents make this choice, they're thinking, you know, like Stephanie said, is this something that like I want the glory of thinking of being able to tell people, oh, my kid plays for this team, you know, or does your kid actually really care or is it really you? Because at the end of the day, as much as our kids, especially as they're getting into these teenage years, we think have a complete mind of their own and you can't talk them into anything. All they ever really want to do is have their parents be proud of them. And it Mm -hmm. is so, I don't think parents realize how easy it is to plant that seed in your kid's brain and kind of talk them into something and make them think that it's them that really want it. And it's not necessarily them who really (laughs) want it. So I guess just, it's something to think about. Is this really coming from them? Or, you know, for the past six months, have you been talking about coach and why did coach do that? And why is coach having you at the bottom of the lineup? And um, why is he having Jimmy bat third and you're batting last? And like, are you planting these seeds or is this really all, you know, coming from your kid? Because again, I, that's to me, that's the hardest part as a parent is not kind of sowing those seeds of doubt within your kids. If something's Mm -hmm. not going according to plan and just letting your kid really, truly, you know, be the captain of that ship. So Right. That's got to be number one. If this is for you and it's not for (laughs) them, you know, there's certain instances, Mm -hmm. especially when your kids are younger, where you might need to make that choice anyway, because they just don't know better. Mm -hmm. Obviously, maybe it's financial and your kid's happy, but you can't afford it. And if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Right. But right. um, In most cases, I think number one, let's make sure this is really, truly, you know, originating with the child and not with the parents. Definitely. Number two is Timing. Is so it the important. end of the season or are you thinking about it in mid-season? So, yes, timing is super important. I almost put this as number one, but I was like, no, okay, kids' choice is going to go over this. But timing is number two. I'm not going to say there's never a reason to leave in the middle of the season because we've all seen instances where that's absolutely the best choice for the player and the family. But like 95% of the time... You know, you've made this huge commitment and you've got coaches and teams and like players relying on you. So if you can at all help it, like let's make this decision at the end of the season or like during tryouts. and Or, or I mean, you can make the decision whenever you want, but like let's not leave yes. the team in the middle of the season unless absolutely necessary because 
you know, you can, yeah, you leave the team open. So like, let's say you left, but after the tryouts, they had a set number. And so someone that did try out didn't make the team. And now they're like scrambling to find another person to make sure they have a full team. So, I mean, yes, it is totally up to you and what's best for your kid, but you do have to think about what happens with the team. Your, your decision does have some consequences. Right. Like when you're leaving during the middle of a season, most of the time you have multiple kids trying out for a travel team and kids are not making it based on the fact that your child made the team. Um, And so if you're leaving in the middle of the season or even early on in the season, they've probably already committed somewhere else. And now you're, you know, you don't want to leave your own team high and dry. Um, and, and a couple other things to think about along those ends. There's the domino effect. If you've been around travel ball for a while, I'm certain you've seen it. You have a team that's yes. together. They're great. Everyone's happy. Well, then one of the really good players gets a better offer somewhere and decides to leave after committing. And then people freak out. And then another person decides to leave. And now we barely have a team and people don't want to wait yeah. around and see what's going to happen. So three or four more people leave the team. And now you've got five or six kids who it's too late in the season to even make another team anywhere else and aren't able to play travel ball because, you know, of this domino effect of people panicking. So which is sad, sad all around. Yeah, it's really sad. So take that into consideration. There's also the fact that travel ball can be a really small world. So if people mm-hmm. know you've left a team in the middle of the season, a lot of times you you know, you can almost get blacklisted. Like a lot of coaches, not all coaches are going to look at that um and say like, "Well, why are you leaving this team high and dry? Why would I want to take you on?" you know, my team. Yeah, they get nervous. Yeah. If you didn't, you know, fulfill your commitment. And we've all seen instances where, you know, people have done that for good reasons and people have taken them on and it's worked for the best, obviously. But it's something to take into consideration that coaches aren't going to just immediately get super excited and say, oh, yeah, come join us. Like, we don't care that you just, you know, left your team in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there might be some reasons as well that is okay to leave in the middle of the season. So if you've gone to the team and then you get there and let's say they've added on eight more tournaments and it's going to cost this much extra that they did not tell you about. I mean, that's not okay. Like you signed up for one thing and then they're telling you something totally different and you can't afford it. Like, I get that. I understand that. You you can't do that. You will, You should never go in. Well, we should say that. Knock on wood. People, you should never go in debt for your travel ball kit, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Keep telling it me that. It feels like it. It <laughs> feels like it. But you should not. No. Like There are many other teams that you could do and try. Um, you should not go in debt for them. Right. So any sort of, and maybe there wasn't an actual contract, but like a, a major like breach of contract. Or we've seen the opposite where teams said they were going to do, you know, 12 tournaments in a season and March or April comes around and there's no schedule out and it looks like they're only going to do two or three tournaments. Like that's completely different Yes. Than, than what you signed up for. So if there's something that's like major like that where they, you know, kind of signed you on with some sort of like snake oil and this is not working out, then... <laughs> You know, obviously you need to do what's best for you and your family. If the coach is like mistreating your child, obviously you don't need to hang around that any longer. You need to go somewhere where that's not going to happen. Absolutely. And then any personal reasons, like, you know, if you're moving, death, illness in the family, loss of job, all of those, those are definitely understandable, you know, if you need to leave in the middle of the season. And again, 
you know, we are just listing these guidelines. Like you, you need to take your child and your family into consideration and your choice is your choice and you need to do what you need to do. Right. Absolutely. And before we go on to number three, that's a good point, Stephanie. Um, a lot of people obviously listening to this have made the choice at some point or another, because most people don't stick with a travel team more than a year or two or three, you know, to leave a travel team. And so none of these items are to place judgments on anybody that has made this decision. We're going to assume that as parents, yes. you're making the best choice for you and your family. We literally came up with this list. This is just our own opinion based on if somebody's there thinking, you know, like Stephanie said, it's a struggle. It is a hard choice to make when you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. So this is to just kind of, I guess, help those people that are right there on the bubble and can't decide one way or the other going forward what they want to do. So number three reason or the number three thing to think about, we've got if you've got family or player personality clashes or I guess you could just say drama, right? Like excessive drama. <laughs> Every travel team is going to have some what flavor of drama. travel team does not have drama? Right. Yeah. There's going to be drama. It's what happens when you have a group of people spending that amount of time yes. together. But, you know, when it's unpleasant and there's issues, um, it's toxic. It's not fun. Nobody wants to hang around for that. Like I said, you spend so much time with these people. Do what's do what's best for you and your family. If your kid is having an absolute blast and is getting along with everybody and it's on your end, then maybe, you know, you can see if you can work it out or live through it. But if some or of that, sit out in the outfield, like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Sit out in the outfield. Do your and own thing. Take yeah. pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Move away. I mean, I I know it's just like in real life. Like, I, I mean, you know, you try, but if you don't get along with that person, you don't get along with that person. So move away. Yeah. I mean, not move, move away, but I mean, like, you know, go go somewhere else for the game. Right. But yeah, especially if you're if your child is experiencing some of that or it's bleeding over to them, that's not fun for everybody. So that's probably yeah. a good reason to explore going somewhere else. Absolutely. Number four, the competitiveness of the team. So, I mean, there's differing opinions on that. So if your kid's not having that much play time or is not at a position that you think he should play at, I don't know. I come from the old school of like, make your kid try harder. I don't know. I know I'm so bad. Like, but I mean, cause if you, if it's just about play time, I mean, yes, all kid when they're younger, they should all get the equal play time. But as you get more and competitive with your teams and as they get older, sorry, Jimmy's not always going to be playing the whole game. Like it, that's just not is how it works like that. Right. So I think this is one major reason why a lot of people leave their team because either the player outgrew the team or maybe the team outgrew the player. And so yeah. the competitiveness goes hand in hand with playtime, meaning like maybe your kid is like the best kid on their current team, but their team isn't quite oh. as competitive as you would like. You want them to play, you know, up a level. You want the, the, the players around them to be a little better. You, you want them to play against better teams. But back on their previous team, they were the best player. They, like, never sat the bench. On their new mm -hmm. team, they might be – maybe they're batting ninth. The or bottom. maybe they're not batting yeah. at all. Or maybe they're um, pitcher only or whatever. Like, it's mm -hmm. just – it's something to think about. What's more important to you? Is it getting the play time or is it being on a highly competitive team? Because obviously it works the other way as well. Maybe they're on a really, oh, really yeah. good team, but they're hardly ever playing. And there's arguments both ways. I'm not going to say – what's better for your player. It's just something to think about. Um, would you rather than be on a really competitive team and hardly ever play or, you know, be on a little bit, maybe playing on a double A or single A team, but they get a lot more reps or whatever. It's just 
definitely right. something to take in consideration, but don't always automatically assume because they're the best on my team when they move to a much better team that they're automatically going to be the best on that team too, because they're probably they're not. not. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And something else I wanted to throw out there, especially as they're getting older, a lot of times one of the reasons why you may want to go to a more competitive team is because you want your child to get more exposure, like for scouts or um, Mm -hmm. recruiters. I would imagine we're just getting to that age, but I would imagine it's often true that the more competitive team is probably going to get more exposure. But I just wanted to throw out there, but that's not always the case, especially if you are coming from like a really well established organization that already has some like really um, good, I want to say like brand recognition with college recruiters and stuff that may even be potentially better than if they're going to another team that's a little bit better, but maybe they're like a one off or a newer team or they just happen to be a really one really good team in that organization at that age level with a coach that's not sure about exactly what tournaments to put them in or what to do to get them noticed they might be a better team but they may not be necessarily automatically be getting better exposure than the previous team so that's just something to look at very Um, good point yeah you know maybe something to talk to the coach about or the other people to see like how good of a relationship they have do they really know what they're doing do they have experience having kids you know actually getting recruited and do they know what to do to get them that exposure Mm -hmm. absolutely number five tournaments. So this could be, you know, if you want so many number of tournaments that you want to go to or the season length, like there are many different teams out there depending on what you want. Um, Also, that would go into just like we talked about the quality of the tournaments and the exposure. I mean, all of those things you need to put into consideration. And like Diana said, as you get older, um, a lot of these nationally competitive tournaments are invite only. And so, you know, we've even talked about it with uh, Coach Jeb. Coach Mark Jeb. I believe that was episode 20. We'll link that in the show notes. Yes, where sometimes he couldn't get into tournaments, but then he was like, hey, you need to call him and tell him that we are a legit team and get us into these tournaments. And so somewhere along this way, these teams had to pave the way to get into these tournaments um, because they're national, like all over. These teams from all over are playing these tournaments. And so, I mean, it all depends on what you want for your kid. Now, we've also discussed this too. Not every travel ball player is going to go on to play college ball. Right. And that's fine. That's fine. Some some even teams, some travel ball teams are just like a prep for their high school travel. I mean, Mm -hmm. for their high school team, because they just want to get their high school team up to par and just play locally. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Or just playing together in summer to get used to playing together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So there's so many different types of like qualities of teams. So you definitely want to make sure that you're well matched. If you are a busy Mm -hmm. family and you're at your cabin six or seven weeks out of the summer, you probably don't want to be on a crazy competitive team that's playing in 14 tournaments a year Um, and vice versa. If your kid has dreams of playing college ball and that's all he ever wants to do and you don't mind following your kids around every single weekend, you probably don't want to be on a team that's playing three tournaments a year. So that's definitely important to to kind of find the right the right match for your kid and for your family if you feel like that current team you're on is is not quite there at the same level. Absolutely. Number six, coaching. I'll let Diana go into this, a little (laughs) bit of the explanation. So I think this is probably another common reason that people look to leave is because they get tired of daddy ball. I will reference a previous episode that we did talking all about daddy ball. Um, So just one thing to take in 
into consideration. Probably like literally every single team that has a dad coach has somebody that's concerned about daddy ball one way or another. Like it's just going to happen. So whether it's legit or whether it's just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like invented or somewhere in between, um, it's going to be there. So just know if you're on a team and you're worried about daddy ball, so you want to go to another team with another dad coach, that coach may do a better job managing his team very well, but there's probably people on his team or her team with complaints about daddy ball or mommy ball as well. So, you know, it, if you're tired of having a, a parent coach and you want to go to a team with a paid coach, mm-hmm. then I, I could see that that probably makes it like a little bit more sense because you're probably not going to, it doesn't mean they don't have favorites. I'm, I'm not going to lie. True. Coaches have favorites, whether they're their parents <laughs> or not, they just do. It's natural, but um, you know, it's at least it's not a parent coach. So um, again, that's just another consideration. If that's something that you're tired of to look into the other team you're going to and what's that coaching actually like as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing too, would be the safety, right? And we've always, we've talked about this too, with pitching and stuff like that, you know, overuse of pitchers. Are they using the pitcher every, you know, the same one every weekend for two days in a row? Um, is that your kid? You know, those are things that I would be concerned about. Is yeah. your kid catching and then goes right into pitching and then goes right out into the outfield, like with no rest? Uh, yeah, that's a concern as well. Like you just need to look into the coaching. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a consideration if you're looking for different coaching for your child. Um, You know, do what you can. Talk to other parents. Talk to other people in the community. Talk to the coach of the team you're looking at going to to see if you're getting your child into a better coaching situation than what they're already in. Number seven item to consider when you're thinking about moving to a different travel team would be the training opportunities. And that could be either based on the facility. Maybe your current team is constantly looking for a place to practice or fields to practice on. Um, And this other team that they're thinking about going to has their own facility, their own fields, or maybe they even have staff um, Mm. or or specific trainers that are going to work with your kids. Or maybe your current organization already has all that, but that's not important to you and you're paying all this money for it. um, And that's not high on your, your list of concerns. So just something definitely to take into consideration. So the the next consideration would be, I guess, just like location or logistics. Maybe Uh. your child is playing for the, I would say it probably usually goes this way. Usually your child's playing for a local team and they want to go to maybe a bigger, more competitive team with more opportunities. But now they're looking at traveling instead of 15 minutes, they're looking at, you're looking at traveling an hour to take them to practice or something like that's just something that's a huge consideration. Um, I know when we talked to Mark Hammond from the Hit Dogs, he went from, you know, coaching this child on a local team to moving to a team that was two hours away with the Hit Dogs. Um, that was a huge consideration was, you know, am I willing to drive my kid two hours mm-hmm. one way to and from practice or an hour and a half, whatever it was. It was a decent amount of a drive. And a lot of people do that. And for his particular sake, it worked out really well. They had one child. He talked about how it was great, like quality time with him and his mm-hmm. child in the car ride on the way to and from practice. So it can absolutely work um, for a lot of us. We have a super jam-packed schedule and it's kind of like, how am I going to add another six hours of driving? into my week. And so that's just definitely a valid concern and something to really put some time and thought into if you're looking at moving to a team, you know, local versus a little bit farther drive. 
Or maybe you're sick of driving too far, and so you want something closer. That's another reason to obviously consider looking at a different team. Yep, for sure. Number nine, um, financially, you know, is it does it make sense? You know, is it an actual difference? Did they say that they are not going to have as much cost as the other team? But then when you get there, you know, these tournaments are further away, or they are more expensive tournaments. And so technically, it might be less on paper. But guess what, you're spending a whole lot more once you're going to these tournaments, because I'm telling you right now, going to Georgia or going to Indiana, still, you know, a far distance, but those hotels are a little bit different in, you know, more expensive areas. Also, it could be a sponsored team, which is amazing. Those are the more competitive teams. If your team is sponsored and there's no pay, that could be cool too, but they are going to be more competitive and harder to get on. For sure. Just keep in mind that most travel teams have very similar expenses. I mean, unless you ha- you find that one-off team that has this amazing sponsor that's going to pay for most of it, you're right. all going to have to pay for uniforms. You're all going to have to pay for yep. practice facilities. You're all going to have to pay for tournaments. So the biggest difference is really going to lie in like how much traveling are they doing? How many tournaments are they playing in? And how far are they traveling for those tournaments? That's really, I would say, most of the time going to make up the difference. So don't always take the advertised cost as like the drop dead cost because there's probably more to it than that if it seems too good to be true. If they were playing in all the same, (laughs) if you're playing in a team at all the same tournaments that your team is playing in and they're telling you that their cost is half the price, I would question that. Because there's probably more more to it than that. Yes. Um, so just yes. something to keep in mind if you're moving teams because of financial concerns. Or we went we were talking about competitiveness or you know exposure. Keep in mind that if that's the reason that you're moving because you want your kid to be in more tournaments or better tournaments, there's probably going to be a, a nice little financial increase that's going to go along with that. Absolutely. And number 10. Number 10. This is something that I have always thought about, and it's literally probably the least important. But <laughs> in my but mind, for you, it in is my important. Mind, for me, this is why one of the benefits of like staying with the same travel team going on our seventh year. <laughs> yeah. So, number 10 is new apparel, helmet, bat bag, hats, car stickers, all of that. And I will say for the past five years, I only have one team shirt and one team sweatshirt that I have had for like the five years. Yeah, seriously. I just rotate like a team color. Yeah, I just wear the team color. So I, yeah, and I love that though. Then I didn't have to buy any additional. Now my kids, yeah, no. And my son, I had to pay more. Yeah. But myself, you have to think about that too for yourself. I mean, you want to show your team spirit, but yeah, all of those things add up because you have to buy all new. Yeah, so going on my seventh year with the same organization, like literally half of my shirts, sweatshirts, long shirts, hoodies, t-shirts, tanks are for the- Yeah, you went all in. Good for for, you. Well, you know, you buy one or two a year and like (laughs) it adds up and then like somebody makes you one or gifts you one, you win one. And yeah, like I just, that's my whole wardrobe. It just makes me sad to think that I'd have to go some- I already this year, we have a different team name. You have to. Yeah, you already have to. But- I'm like, yeah, it's the same colors. I can still, <laughs> I can still wear it. My kid has the same number. It's the same color. Oh, oh there that's you the go. It's thing. fine. It's if your kid fine. goes to a new team, he might lose his number. So like your really cute mom necklace with that the is number true. 10 or whatever might not work anymore. That is true. <laughs> the car better stickers. Check that. Like my uh-huh. kid's wardrobe is all made up of either old jerseys, apparel, or a few tournament shirts. Like 
I not that they couldn't still continue to wear yeah, those. They still wear it. Yeah, those kids don't. They, don't they care wouldn't about have a that, choice. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. make them, but yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna go buy a whole new wardrobe because you made you went to a different team. Yeah, but no, absolutely. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's something. It's not a huge consideration, obviously, but you know, something to think about. I, I, I feel cost, like it's yeah. kind of like extra credit you get for staying with the same team. <laughs> That yeah, you didn't have yeah. to buy That's your, your bonus. kid a new yeah. bat bag. You didn't have to buy your kid a new helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, all that stuff. Yep, absolutely. So, ultimately, we're going to trust that you as a parent, you're going to make the best decision for you and your kid. If you're on the fence and you're not sure what to do, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to your player. What does your player actually truly want? Do the best you can to take your own opinions, your own wishes out of it. Don't plant those seeds with your kid if you can help it, if you don't need to. And if it's in between seasons, you know, just talk it through with your kid and help them make the best decision. Like I said, the grass isn't always going to be greener on the other side, but if you're in a toxic environment or they've outgrown their team or vice versa, you know, it might be time to go. And in that case, if you are deciding to look for a new travel team, absolutely check out our throwback episode from last week, The Dad's Takeover, which is going to help you understand the different types of travel teams. And we will also provide a link in the show notes to uh, look at 42 essential questions to ask before joining a new travel team. Obviously, 42 essential. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we're not suggesting that you take this list and hand it to a prospective coach and make them answer all of them. But it's just, you know, something good for you to understand and, and have your yes. mind wrapped around so you can look at all the things that are important to you and make sure that you have a good grasp of those answers before you make any commitments. Absolutely. That's a great idea. So in the meantime, keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Moms and Baseball. Join our Facebook group, Parents and Baseball. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share with your friends. Until then, have fun at the fields. We'll see you next week. Episode 61. And should I stay? <laughs> I started playing the song, Should I Stay or Should I Go? And I couldn't stop. <laughs> I, I got nervous that it was on my end. I'm like, who's behind me? What? Well, at least I already have our outtake.